Okay, we're gonna go quick. My name's Jackson McMurray. My name's Ellen McMurray. And this is No Nerds Allowed. This is part two. This is part two of the Muppets. The Muppet Movie. The new Muppet 2011 Muppet Movie. Muppet part two. Muppet part two. Part two. <laughs> part two. They just, we got the whole gang together, except Miss Piggy, cause she's high maintenance. So instead, we got this ugly man pig to be <laughs> Miss Piggy. That's the subtext of that character. No right. one's brave enough to say it, but that's that's the joke that they were making. <laughs> I don't know, I think she's just ugly. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might just be me. Anyway. I'm um, digging a hole over here. You want to join me in the there's, hole? <laughs> there's a really good joke when they're going to all the networks and they all say no and they go to the Spanish language network and he says something in Spanish and they're like, oh my god, yes! He's yeah. like, that means no. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's not funny at all when I describe it, but no. in execution, it's a very, it's very, very good, good joke. Yeah. Jokes are never funny when you repeat them, but you gotta <laughs> trust us. It was really funny. Right. Um... And then we get, like, a whole bunch of celebrity cameos. We get fucking Rashida Jones and Ken mm-hmm. Jeong and yeah. Donald Glover. And that's it. But still. That's the big the big three. Right. And this movie the is weirdly... Right. Like, full of a lot of cameos that, like, weren't as powerful then as they would be now. Yeah. Like, Donald Glover and John Krasinski and Emily Blunt all are, like, much more famous yeah, now like than they were in 2011. Now. Yeah, they got John Kroninsky, and little me was like, that's Jim from The Office! (laughs) And that's what everyone else in the theater was also thinking. (laughs) Right. Okay, um, let's see. So, So uh, around here is when Bobo sprays Windex into that guy's eye. (laughs) What's that guy's name? He's like Dr. Murder or something. His name's Deadly. Deadly, that's right. It's something, because the joke is he's a villain character, so they're like, man, let's give him a villain name. So his name's Deadly. I thought his right. name was Dr. Murder, but that's pretty much <laughs> of the same. Uh, it's Uncle Deadly, specifically. Is oh, that's name. right. He's like Uncle Scrooge, but he's Uncle Deadly. Sure. Okay, wait, so real quick, super quick. It's not about the Muppets. So, it, so in DuckTales, Uncle Scrooge, <laughs> right. that character is introduced... In the in Mickey Mouse, uh, the thing, some kind of Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol is that they have this duck and it's and it's Mr. Scrooge. It's Scrooge, but then right. they just like he's just like a character now. <laughs> right, he just continues to be Scrooge. Yeah, you just took Scrooge out of the canon <laughs> of a Christmas Carol, and now tur- he's Donald Duck's actual <laughs> uncle, and we right. were all just okay with that. Okay, okay, his name is not Ebenezer Scrooge though. Okay, it's but his Scrooge name McDuck. is Yeah, but it's still Scrooge. Right. And he came the way, from the Christmas Carol, so they changed him a little bit. But right. like, they just like decided that they liked him and took him, and they're like, "This is this is our character now." By the way, um, can we talk about how Charles Dickens like made a like created a character whose name is Scrooge? Yeah, and he's a bad guy. It sounds like a euphemism for nutting. <laughs> 
I hate how much you talk about nutting. I'm going to be real with you. You're like, I'm going to Scrooge. No. You're my human brother. <laughs> Why don't you like it when I talk about Scroogeing, Adeline? <laughs> you did this when we played Overwatch ten years ago, too. You were like, man, I'm going to ult. Sounds like I'm going to ult. And I was like, Jackson, I play this. Don't ruin it for me forever. Everybody ults, Adeline. No. It's a part of life. No. <laughs> Jackson, my brother, please stop talking. <laughs> okay. Okay, you so then ups, they get her getting the show together. They're doing it. Uh, I think it's really funny that in the plot of the movie, they're like, man, we need a celebrity and we can't find one. Which is just hilarious <laughs> right. when you think of how many celebrity cameos are in this movie. I know. There's so um, many. Yeah, and there's, okay, second best joke in this movie. Kermit the Frog is going through his Rolodex, and he yep. calls a number, and he says, Hi, is President Carter there? Oh, we moved, huh? <laughs> Can and you give me his new number? It's <laughs> really, really yeah. funny. In 2011, Barack Obama was president, right? Uh, yeah. Why wasn't Barack Obama in this movie? <laughs> That would have been so good. Oh my god. Can I was, go back in time and make Barack Obama be in the Muppet movie? Wait, was Jimmy Carter on the Muppet show? Uh, I assume so. Oh, he probably. That sounds like a Jimmy Carter thing to do. Let's Let be real. See. Well, the, Jimmy Carter has an article on the Muppet Wiki, so that's something. So, <laughs> so I hope he was. <laughs> um... Oh, no, he's never been on the Muppets. Um, appar- Listen to this article. Okay. Jimmy Carter was the 39th president of the United States, serving from 1977 to 1981. He was uh-huh. preceded by Gerald Ford and succeeded by Ronald Reagan. In uh-huh. the Muppets, President Carter's name appears in Kermit's Rolodex. End of article. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I guess it was just... He was just the president when the Muppet Show was <laughs> right, on, is the joke. and that's the joke. But, but like, like, why did Kermit know the president? Yeah, why does he have his? Why does he have the White House phone number in his Rolodex? <laughs> also, it would have been hilarious if he called a number and if he's like, and it's like President Obama, and he's like, "Hello," and it's like, "Oh, it's Jimmy Carter there," and Barack <laughs> Obama is like, "No," <laughs> like that would have been so good. Barack okay, Obama, by the way, you have to be in the next Muppet movie. <laughs> I also found a really, really good picture of uh, Kermit the Frog in a cowboy outfit standing next to Ronald and Nancy Reagan. Yeah! <laughs> Which I'm going oh, man, to send I wish to you. I, did, I wish I didn't hate Ronald Reagan so much, because that sounds really good. <laughs> this is going to be the thumbnail of the second part of this video. Hold no, on. No, I hate Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a hella shitty dude. Oh, God, I can't send you the picture. One second. This is really important. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so conflicted over my morals and my love of Kermit in a cowboy outfit. (laughs) Why can't I fucking save this dumb picture? (laughs) This dumb, stupid picture. Oh, my lord. It's so good. (laughs) Why is he so tall? He's not like... What the... That's not Kermit. What is that? (laughs) That's not... Because it's like, the camera is like lower than it usually is on Kermit, because there's like a right. dude underneath him, but then this Kermit just has like a body. What is this? I hate it. 
And I hate Nancy Reagan's turtleneck with a cowboy hat. <laughs> oh my god. So the um where are we at? Uh oh fucking party for one, which is not good. It's not good. Because it's... like I think you could really cut down on Kermit Miss Piggy stuff and you could cut down on me party entirely. Yeah. Well, and it's because I really love the subplot that's going on with Mary and Gary and where Mary feels like Gary is not really serious about the relationship. I think it's a super interesting plot. They handle it really well. And right. I feel like the pro- if you cut out me party, you cut out <laughs> like a huge chunk of any time a female character is on screen. Okay. No, okay, but this me party is a does a thing that Man or Muppet also does. Yeah. Where it takes these two characters and gives them like a duet. Yeah. But the song is only really relevant to one of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, you know, Mary uh, is here in Los Angeles all by herself and she has to occupy herself, so she's like gonna just decide to have fun by herself that she sings the song. Great. Miss Piggy, um, also is going to have a party by herself. That also She's is going to happen. She's just mad at Kermit. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And same thing with Manor Muppet. Like, Gary has to decide whether he wants to be with his girlfriend and, you know, stick with his family and the things he's used to, or if he's going to give that up to perform with the Muppets. And uh, Walter is... A Muppet. Is a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he it's... doesn't have any motivation to sing that song. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh, also Pepe is maybe the most underrated Muppet of all yeah, of them. Yeah, he's not in this movie at all. Pepe's like a main dude, and he's yeah, like Pepe's not... Yeah, Pepe's pretty much the funniest Muppet. Yeah, and, uh, and oh, what's the rat's name? I want to say Remy, but oh, that's Rizzo. Rizzo, that's right. Rizzo isn't in this movie either. Rizzo yeah, Rizzo's is so good. So good. He is Gonzo's best friend. Hashtag <laughs> where's Rizzo? <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Um, I'm trying to see if Pepe was an OG Muppet Show character or if he's another one that's later. He's a, he's like a shrimp, isn't he? Um, no, he came about the same type as, the same time as Bobo. He was in that... Weird After Hours. (laughs) Yeah. Reboot. Yeah, man, they were firing on all cylinders at that point. I mean, I wonder if those were actually good and people just didn't care about them. Because we got Bobo and also... Pepe. Pepe. Let's see. And I think, Riz- I think Rizzo maybe was from the same. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, Rizzo was on The Muppet Show. Yeah. Well, was it anyway. Rizzo or was it just one of the rat Muppets? Because there's lots of little rat Muppets. Um, according to the Muppet Wiki article, I've been, like, spending a lot of time on Muppet Wiki yeah. in the last hour. I mean, you've got to give um, them, like, $5 at this point. We've been using <laughs> their services. Um, Rizzo the Rat. Uh, I'm trying to find... Okay, filmography... Um, he debuted in season four, episode 18 of The Muppet Show. That's what it says. Man, I wish you still lived in the same house as me, Jackson, because I really just want to watch The Muppets take Manhattan. (laughs) Hold on, there's a really, um, there's a really important picture I'm about to send you. Oh, is it, uh, is it Ronald Reagan again? (laughs) Yeah, it's Ronald Reagan posing with Rizzo the Rat. No. (laughs) (laughs) See that, see, that's what he deserves. 
Uh, it's just a some concept art of Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> oh Lord. Where he's, like, wearing a weird colonial outfit. Yeah, why is he... You know what? That's probably for Treasure Island, Jackson. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Why would they be drawing concept art of a puppet that already exists? Because they have to make his little outfit. But that's not what Rizzo looks like. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. His face is all droopy. Look, but it's just just a drawing. And he's got real legs. Yeah. And a thick tail. (laughs) Yeah. die <laughs> he does it's just for trip Muppet treasure island which is the only the only joke i remember from up at treasure island is where the pirate comes in he's got like the black mark on his hand and he dies in the bed and then both rizzo and gonzo go we are in a room with a dead guy <laughs> it's really good <laughs> um oh, dude, okay the Muppets are so good I want to watch every Muppet movie right now. Right. Uh, okay. Back to... So around here is when they go to Tex Richmond's office and try to just, like, convince him to give it back, like, appeal to his humanity. Yeah. Whole scene, totally pointless. Yeah. Don't need uh, the scene at all. Okay, well, it used it used to... Okay, so the, the Blu-ray that we have, which is the one I watched, right. it comes with the soundtrack. And the soundtrack for that stupid rap that he does... There's this verse right. that he sings, and that verse is when he's like, here's all of my character motivations and why <laughs> right. I'm this way. So that scene, it used to be what explained everything, but then they cut right. out that verse, uh-huh. and then the whole scene did, it didn't, and it didn't need to right. exist anymore. Now it's just nothing. It's totally just nothing. Yeah, now we're just taking a break from the funny stuff to get yelled at by what is basically Donald Trump. It's just an excuse to make Chris Cooper rap, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what, is Which noble is enough it. in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does that whole verse about making his bread out of dough. No, no, don't <laughs> eat it, though. It'll make you ill. There ain't no flour in a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's really good. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, there's that whole sequence where they do this, like, kung fu movie homage for when they kidnap Jack Black. Yeah. And it's just not funny. It's not funny, but they are kidnapping Jack Black. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. That's what's funny about it. I think yeah. they could just cut that out entirely, and they could just go right to that scene where they just show up on Kermit's doorstep <laughs> with Jack Black in their trunk. <laughs> like, how much funnier would that be if there wasn't the same kind of context for that? You do, you do not, you do miss Jack Black stepping out of his trailer in the <laughs> mocap suit. Going, right. hold on, I'm not done putting on my balls! Because <laughs> that's that's also very good. Yeah. Um, and I also, it's really funny that his trailer has, like, a lawn in front of yeah, it. Yeah, a little lawn with, like, a lawn chair. There's, like, a, I think there's, like, a mini golf gu- golf putt-putt thingy. Right, he's got, like, a white picket fence around yeah. his trailer. <laughs> Dude, Jack Black is so good in this movie. I know. <laughs> There's, this is really, but there's that line, like, right at the very end of the movie, where Jack Black is getting picked up by all the homeless people, and they go, oh, hail the hobo king. Right. <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay. Uh, so, right about now we're at, I don't know, the next thing I have is Man or Muppet. Do you have anything before that? Uh, I have... Uh, they before right before Man and the Muppet, they have this scene where they've asked Walter to perform, and he's like kind of freaking out because he's like, right. "I don't have a talent. I'm just Walter. I don't know how to do this." 
And so he goes, and this is right after that Gary and Mary, Gary has forgotten their anniversary dinner, so Mary's going home, basically. Uh And so they, Gary comes to talk to Walter, and Walter's asking for Gary's advice. They have this really cool, kind of, like, nuanced conversation where, like, his whole life, Gary's been kind of looking out for Walter, and now when, like, Walter kind of needs him... Gary's like, I have, like, I, it's great that you're being with the Muppets or whatever, but I have, like, real problems in my life that don't (laughs) revolve around you. And it's like, this is a really cool scene. And Um, he kind of, like, realized what he's done wrong. And then at the same time, Walter's like, well, you've always been for me, but, like, I need you right now and you're not here for me. Right. Okay. I, I'm gonna, maybe this is a hot take, but, uh, pour one out for Jim Parsons. Being a very funny and talented actor who will only ever in his entire life be known as Sheldon Bingo Boing Man. Yeah. Um. He played Harvey in... Did he really? That one Harvey. Oh, in a movie? No, it's uh, the... What's what's the movie with Harvey in it? Or the play, <laughs> sorry. Is it just called Harvey? The, the play is called Harvey, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, he, play, he plays the bunny. He plays Harvey. I don't know which, who it was, but he did it. Okay, so yeah, and he <laughs> is in, so yeah, apparently he's a dramatic actor as well, which I didn't know, um, but he's in Hidden Figures and is very good. Oh, I yeah. haven't seen the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron yet, but he's in that and everybody says that he's good in that and I'm just going to believe them like a sheep. Yeah. It's fine. I It furthers my agenda, so I'm just going to believe them without checking yep. whether he's good or not. Um, and I'm going to say that he's really talented and good in The Big Bang Theory, too. Yeah. Like, just because you don't like him doesn't mean he's not doing a good job. Yeah. No, I just... People shit on The Big Bang Theory all the time. And, like, don't get right. me wrong, it's got problems. But so does every sitcom that's ever been made. Right, yeah. Like, people love Friends to Death, and they say some pretty homophobic and transphobic right. things in yeah, the Friends, no, and nobody Friends gets Friends is it. very rapey sometimes. Yeah, it's gay. <laughs> like, I watch it, and I love it, and it's hilarious. Right. But everyone, they say something, that's just like, It's like, oh, oh. Bad. Yeah. Ross will um, be like, well, as an alpha male, and you're just like, <laughs> No, that's funny, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God, I wish Ross Geller had said that he was an alpha male at some point. <laughs> I wish that was in the vernacular in the 90s. Oh, I was going to say, I thought that maybe there was an example of something that actually happened that you were calling No, back, I don't, I don't I think like, alpha male was a thing yet. No, I mean, alpha male has been a thing forever. Truth. It just has different connotations now. Truth, yeah. Um... The, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think about where we are. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting off my Jim Parsons horse. The movie kind of slows down at this point. I'm not going to lie. It really lie. does. Um, we get to, you know, the big show at the end, and that's a lot of fun. It's kind of cool that it really plays like a stage like play a for this show, last yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, my only beef, one of my beefs with this movie is that gag where they shrink Jack Black's head is just like... That's the only gag like that in the whole movie. Yeah, and it's not funny. No, it's not even good. It's like, that, you totally, like, ruined the tone. right before they do that is so funny, where it's the barbershop yeah. quartet singing whatever it that like song Smells like Teen Spirit, yeah. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, but then Jack Black is like, oh, my head's tiny! And you're like, oh, what the oh, fuck? No, like, that was really funny, and then it that's wasn't. never happened before. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, oh, okay, hold on. Cut this out of the podcast. But, like, is it just me or is it Smells Like Teen Spirit kind of not a great song? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Nirvana in general. Yeah, well, because it's, it came on at a restaurant that me and Mom and Dad were going at, and I was like, oh, haha, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And then it was, like, seven minutes long and just, like... Okay, that song's not that long. It's maybe like a they had it song. on repeat. That's a real possibility. <laughs> okay. But it's just him going... Dur, 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 for, like, the entire time. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's the kind of thing that's, like... It, it, it basically pioneered a genre. Like, that's true. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not thing. important. Right. And yeah, basically, I'm more interested in Nirvana as a subject than I am actually a fan of their music. Yeah. Because um, Kurt Cobain is one of those people in the world whose life was so... Crazy. Yeah, like, he had one of the most interesting lives in human history, Yeah, he's a super interesting person, and I have a lot yeah. of respect for Nirvana and their music. Uh, I would be totally happy if I never heard a second <laughs> of any of their music ever again. Okay. I don't know. A lot of stuff on Nevermind is very good. A lot of stuff on In Utero is pretty good. Also, their first album is kind of not particularly listenable. <laughs> <laughs> At least to me. I don't know. That's a hot take, and I know that. But yeah, just for me say, personally, I'm I was not, like, a, not big that's into That's why I said cut it out of the podcast. We're probably going to keep it now because we had a conversation about it. Right. But like, it's because as soon as I was like, oh, no, me, a teen girl, does not like <laughs> it smells like teen spirit. <laughs> right. I can already hear the YouTube comments. No, no, no. That's not a... You don't like hot... It smells like teen spirit is not a hot take. Every Nirvana fan in the world hates... Te- smells like teen spirit. Okay, great. It, it's too... It, it's too mainstream. Yeah. You know? It's like... It's not even really indicative of their true talent as a band. Yeah, everybody you know? knows smells like teen spirit. What they don't exactly. know is smells like adult depression. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know a funny story about that song? Sure. So Kurt Cobain's girlfriend at one point uh, wore a perfume that was called Teen Spirit. Yeah. And one of Kurt's friends, like, graffitied something of his, like, part of his... I don't know what it was that he graffitied, but he, like, wrote on something of his that said, like, Kurt smells like Teen Spirit, like, making fun of him because his girlfriend wears this weird perfume. Yeah. Um, but he didn't know that that's what the perfume was called. Oh. So he just took it as like, oh, fuck, that's a brilliant and wonderful turn of phrase, and it speaks so deeply to me yeah. <laughs> that he wrote that song. <laughs> or he didn't, you know, that's not that's not in the lyrics, but that's what he called the yeah. song. Which, I, I don't know. It's that's like funny. if you went and you were like, oh, Jim smells like hot dookie. And he was like, hot dookie? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then made a million dollars. <laughs> right. Um, so there's that bit where Chris Cooper is watching the Muppet live stream, and he's got like a million crushed Red Bull cans all around him. Yeah. Which is one of the best gags in the movie. It's so good. <laughs> um, also, okay, let's talk about the biggest oof in this movie. Which is um, all of those chickens singing Fuck You by CeeLo Green. Yeah. <laughs> that, is that what that song's called? Yeah. It's the censored version on the radio. Oh, I, I thought... I thought. Oh, my God. Yeah, I literally, he, the song is called Fuck You, and he says, Fuck you, but I the censored he, radio version was Forget You. I was about to say, I always heard Forget You. 
Yeah, and that was basically the version that was more popular, because that's what people heard on the radio. Yeah. It's, like, almost a point of trivia that the original version was fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it makes me laugh when there's a song on the radio that has, like, the F word in it, and they and it's, like, in a ver- it's like in the chorus, so they have to <laughs> right. bleep it out, like, 12 million times. I'm like, why did you even put this on the radio right, if you yeah. have to do this? I guess with a song called F you, they were just like, well, <laughs> right. hey, CeeLo... Yeah, well, I was going to say, CeeLo put in the time, though. CeeLo, like, went out of his way to make it radio-friendly, and I respect that. Um, Yeah, he's allowed on my Christian Minecraft server. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's this... I always feel like songs start to become, like, kind of nostalgic and have a sort of novelty to them about ten years after they're popular. Yeah. So, like, right now, there's a handful of songs. Like, on the college radio station at Central, they have this, like, throwback hour. And yeah. they play a whole bunch of songs from, like, 2010 and 2009. And it's like, oh, yeah. And, but, you know, you're kind of more aware of them than you were. There's this, like, butter zone of, like, eight years ago. Like, seven or eight years ago, at any point, where a song can come on and you, like, literally haven't thought about it in oh, years. Yeah. Like, once the song hits a certain threshold, it sort of, like, comes back into the modern consciousness, you know? Yeah. But, like, there's this butter zone of, like, six to eight years after a song comes out where it's just it's just gone. Yeah, no one's talking about it. No yeah. one's listening to it. And that's what Fuck You by CeeLo Green is like. Like, when yeah. that song came on, I was like, oh, my God. Whoa. Like, that was, like, not even... I haven't, like... That song has not crossed my mind in maybe, like, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, just, like, oh, dates... Man. This movie's not old, but it dates it so badly. No, it's dude, so 2011, funny. that was seven, eight years ago. Right. <laughs> it's almost um, a decade. Okay. Uh, so anything else for the, the big sort of climax at the end? Because I'm almost at the end of my notes. I am also as well. There's a really good line right before they're about to put on the show, and they're like, oh man, nobody's in the audience, and Scooter comes up, and he's like, what about Hobo Joe? And Hobo Joe's like, yeah, everybody forgets about Hobo Joe! Okay. That's really, I thought it was funny. I didn't think that was that funny, but we could agree to disagree. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Anyway. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Um, uh, there's the part... Where they show all the celebrities that are taking the phone calls, and there's this part where Neil Patrick Harris is, like, on his phone, he's like, I don't know why I'm not hosting this. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty good, too. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I do think, I mean, they have the whole Rainbow Connection thing, and it's, uh, oh, Rainbow Connection, yay, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, it's okay if we don't really have that much to say about it. They put on the big show, and it's, like, cool. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that they, like, they didn't want them to, like, just get the money and, like, win. Right. But they also needed a happy ending and needed them to, like, kind of win in order to continue (laughs) the franchise. Right. So, like, they did this really cool thing where, like, the Muppets don't win, but it kind of doesn't matter that they don't win because the public still loves them and they can just, like, recreate themselves, like... Right. Even Kermit is like, it's okay that we're not the Muppets. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way back up because we're all together again. And, like, right. that's great. 
But then immediately in the credits, they're like, oh, they, they got their name back. Everything's fine. Oh, right, they're super yeah. popular and they got their theater and they get the name back. Yay. No, yeah, they do exactly the same thing that I criticized X-Men for in my video where it's like they just don't fix the main problem. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, we forgot about the whole thing this movie was about. So they spend like two seconds being like, and then uh, it uh, he got hit in the head and they they he gave it back. And he's <laughs> like, fine now. Okay, which, I guess. Which makes me feel like they maybe like there was probably more to the film. And then <laughs> they went this we we can't make this film long. Right, because exactly. Because we want babies to see this. <laughs> right. No, yeah. So, um by the way, just if I I just remember these deleted scenes because I've seen them so many times because I watched this yeah. video like a million times when I was like 15. Um, the there's a couple of bits where they play more into uh, Walter being good at whistling, like setting up that thing, yeah. which they also cut out. Well, they still do it. Like, they still do it several times throughout the film. It's only just the one time when they're whistling while they're building the theater, right? No, there's when he's trying to figure out his talent and he's playing the piano, he keeps whistling the tune really oh, well right. and then trying to play the piano and it comes out I bad. guess. But it's just like, I don't know, all that yeah, stuff that I, they I cut agree. out of this movie work. would just make the movie make more sense. And they yeah. kept in so much stuff that didn't need to be there. Yeah. Like, I don't know who the person was who was in charge of, like, deciding what to cut. I can't imagine it was just the editor, because somebody who's a professional oh, yeah. editor would be able to make better decisions than that. Okay. Here's, here's our hot take on how to fix the Muppets. Right. Make Walter a girl... And then you can cut out the me party. party. Right. You can also cut out the scene where Jack Black gets kidnapped. The balls joke is funny, but not as funny as just going into that next scene with no context. With having Jack Black in the trunk is really yeah. good. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't establish why the villain is the villain. <laughs> right, And uh -huh. why he's doing the things that he's doing. Right. Uh, which you did already, but then you decided not you to. You decided not to, yeah. Yeah. And cut out, like... 60% of the Kermit and Miss Piggy stuff. Yeah. Keep that, that one down. line where Kermit just goes ham for... <laughs> where Kermit just, like, goes off for a second and spills right. tea everywhere. <laughs> that's funny because that's where that phrase actually comes from. It's from Kermit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. From that yeah. one Lipton commercial. Kermit should, like, Kermit should be spilling way more tea. I know, that should future. be, like, a thing. Dude, there's a lot of Kermit memes, now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, Kermit's very memeable. You've seen that video with Elmo and Kermit coming in through the hole in the door, yeah, right? Yeah, no, of course. God, that's um, so course. good. <laughs> it's like, real good. Okay, okay, I dropped the gun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come in now, I don't have a gun anymore. I can see Elmo behind you. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, there's the... Uh, it's a classic. There's the Kermit stuffed animal falling off of the roof. There's the you versus your internal you, where it's Kermit and the Kermit in the hoodie. <laughs> That's right. There's none of my business tea, Kermit. Right. There's there's another one. What is it? Oh, I'm just thinking of a vine where someone takes oh, right. a video. Yeah, where there's someone takes the a video. No, where it's a Kermit doing the ice bucket challenge, but he, like, falls over backwards, so oh. they just edit in the, the stuffed animal falling off of the building. Right. So what about, uh, sorry, I don't... 
Oh, yeah. Boy, that's, that's a good one. That's, that's another a good line. one. And then there's the Elmo Kermit gun knife video. Which is really good. Which is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's that on the Muppets. Any closing closing remarks? Did... Hold on. Let me... <laughs> Let me get my thoughts together. I is weird. It was weird watching this movie after not thinking about the Muppets for so long because right. for a hot second they were really trying to come back, but just like right. didn't know how to do it because uh-huh. there was a sequel to this movie that was just bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was forgettable. It was bad, uh, and that's fine. Muppets have had a bad movie before. They'll have a bad movie again. You, it's right. one of those franchises that you can't ruin because it's the Muppets, and they've already ruined it several times. <laughs> right, yeah. But Muppets so then, in Space, for instance. Yeah. That movie's great. Just fuck up. But <laughs> Okay, I don't think you've seen it in long enough. <laughs> Listen, that's it has Bobo in it. That's all I need. It's true. It does have Bobo. Yeah, it has a lot of Bobo. Anyway. <laughs> and it does have Hulk Hogan, also. Yeah. Yeah, what are you talking about, Jackson? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, I'm. I, sh- I should reconsider. I didn't realize that movie had the world's <laughs> biggest racist in it. Oh, now I love it. Is Hulk Hogan racist? Oh, hold. Oh, my man. Oh, my man. Hulk Hogan oh. is like maybe the worst celebrity on planet Earth. Oh, I thought. Oh, why are we making so many Hulk Hogan jokes if he's a huge racist? <laughs> because I don't know. People just don't think about him critically enough to, like, actually wonder well, if he's a good person or not. Well, it's hard to think critically of a dead wrestler. Like, how do he's you not even... Dead. He's not dead. He's not dead? No. I could have... Oh, I could have put down money that Hulk Hogan was dead. Is Hulk Hogan <laughs> not dead? No. Didn't he just have his sex tape leak, like, not what? that long ago? <laughs> you didn't hear I about that? nothing about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, like, famously... I. God, I don't know if this was something that happened a while ago that people just started talking about again, or if it was a recent happening, but Hulk Hogan had a sex tape leak. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna- I knew that Machi, Macho Man Randy Savage is dead, but I right. also thought that Hulk Hogan was dead. I'm not getting them confused. I thought they were both dead. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, hold on. God, okay. Yeah, you can look through his Wikipedia page and just, like- go through all the different times he was, like, just a horrible, awful, racist person. Oh, uh, I don't wanna. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's okay. I'm just trying to figure out when his sex tape leaked. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it on there? Um, oh, good news! He was... <laughs> he did indeed say the N-word a bunch of times in his leaked sex tape. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Here's a really good quote from Hulk Hogan himself where he admits to being, quote, a racist to a point. Oh my god. (laughs) To a point? What point? What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) You mean at some point I stop being a racist or at some point I go past being a racist? (laughs) I I just skyrocket out of there. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry I brought up Hulk Hogan. You, know, you brought up Hulk Hogan. How <laughs> right, dare yeah. you bring up Hulk Hogan? Because <laughs> he was in Muppets in Space. He was. Whoops. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> anyway, 
How to improve Muppets in Space. Get rid of Hulk Hogan. Get rid of Hulk Hogan. Take or just go Hulk all Hogan. in and add more. Have him say the N-word a whole bunch of times in it. Yeah. Have Bobo kill him in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> why is... Okay, we're jumping all over the place, but like, why is Bobo like a realistic bear? Did you notice that? Yeah, I don't know. He's like a full guy in that costume. Yeah, the next to Fozzie, who um, does, has never looked like a bear, right. isn't a bear. <laughs> And then you have Bobo, my son. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to our secondary things. Do you want to go first? Sure. Oh, man. I've been talking a lot. My voice really hurts. Okay. Hold on. So, last week, I talked about Moomin and the Moomin renaissance and how Moomin is coming back into the popular subconscious and that's because of the new 2019 show Moomin Valley that you can pirate off of the internet but is a Europe only thing on a Europe only app hold on stop 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 stop, stop, stop. Yeah. I have breaking news what um Chris Hemsworth will be playing Hulk Hogan in an upcoming biopic from the director of The Hangover why are we talking about the life of Hulk Hogan? <laughs> anyway. Oh. Okay. So. Sorry, you can you can. Where continue. the fuck was I? God damn it, Jackson. <laughs> but yeah, it's a European only. I tried to watch it legally. I tried to give views to the actual artists, but I like literally, physically, actually could not. So then I just went on one of those online websites that's super mega sketchy and I've watched okay. it and it's very good. Anyway, uh, I'm going to talk about the soundtrack to Moomin Valley because it's uh, hella good and these, it's not like the instrumentals of the episodes. A lot of times, a lot of episodes will have like, they're not montages, but they're just like little musical segments where it goes silent and only the music is playing and the animation continues. So it's like a little transition. Uh, only a few episodes have it, but it's a thing that happens several times. Anyway, this is just the music that they use in Moomin Valley. Uh, it's got the it. The album starts off with the theme song, but it's like the actual theme song is like this really pretty, just melodic, no words thing. And then this is like the actual like song with the words, and it's got this bump and beat behind it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot more, like, club than I thought it would be because, like, the actual theme song is so, like, kind of pretty and kind of, like, Gaelic. Right. And then this one has, like, a beat behind it. And I was like, oh, hot damn. <laughs> but, yeah. This album, like, jumps between being, like, really slow and really sad and being, like, really happy and bouncy. Uh, I actually sent you a song from this. I think it was By yeah, Your you Side. Did. Yeah. Did you actually listen to it? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Did you like it? Kinda. Yeah, I sent him by your <laughs> side by Mela Maya Mala. Anyway, Moyo. Mayo. It's pronounced Moyo. Moyo? Is it actually? <laughs> no. M e l l a h. It's probably some kind of European. Anyway. <laughs> but by your side is this really fun, pretty song. That's probably one of the happiest on the album. It's got this awesome trumpet part. That I think is super good. <laughs> Just hits me right in the ska place. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I, it's totally from a lot. It, this is your fault, also, Jackson. Um, okay. <laughs> a lot of my early music that I listened to when I like actually like listened to music like just by myself, which took me a little bit to do. I listen to a lot of Streetlight Manifesto, so anytime yeah, no. I hear any like trumpet section, I'm like, ooh, I like that trumpet section. Ooh, ooh. So, but ooh. yeah, so by your side, it's just it's a really happy, pretty song. It's just great. Uh, my favorite song on here, I really love. There's something in the forest. It's this really kind of like fairy tale bedtime story kind of song lyric wise, and it has a lot of really it's got a lot of instruments in it, a lot of, like, bells and harps and stuff like that. And they use, like, this chorus of children that's, like, doing all these, like, Gaelic chants at one part. And it just, like, gets me going. Like, it's such a pretty, nice song. It's very fairy tale in its lyrics. I think I already said that. And then there's another song on it called In Blue, which is a super sad song. Which is weird, because it, I felt like it didn't really fit in with the theme of Moomin, but, like, it weirdly does, even though Moomin is generally a very happy show. But it's this just super sad song about, like, this guy <laughs> who's, like, in this relationship, and just, like, how he's just, like, totally consumed by this relationship. Right. And, like, one of my favorite lyrics is, like, when you're out of luck, will I be too? And, like, when you're out of luck, I will be too. Like, it's just really good. Right. And it's really sad. It's really pretty. <laughs> but yeah, there's Great. just a whole bunch of really, really good songs. They all, they're all pretty similar, just a little bit tonally. And again, they shift from being happy and sad. And of course, they're all different. But they just like, they're really like calm and they're really naturalistic. There's a lot of natural sounds in a lot of them. Uh, some of them are even like a little bit country, which is weird for this European show. <laughs> right. But like, they're just really good and really calm. I did an art piece in my art class where I basically just drew a wood nymph in a forest, but I just, like, listened to this album over and over again while I was working on it, and it was just, like, the perfect mood for what I was doing, because it <laughs> was so mood. naturalistic. What? I said big mood. Yeah, big musical mood. Moomin mood. <laughs> Moodman. Moodman. Welcome like to Mood Valley. <laughs> mood Valley. <laughs> we should anyway. rename our podcast like Big Mood. Mood Valley. We could just be the Big Mood podcast. <laughs> Big Mood and the blank blanks. And we can say um, Big Mood and the Crunchy Boy. <laughs> we could say Take out the trash. I am trash. Oh, Big Mood. And that's our podcast. That's the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> It's amazing how terrible that was. <laughs> or like, um, uh, wow, it's that was close. You could have died, and you're like, oh, I, I wish it would have killed me. And then you go, big mood, like, boom, big mood podcast. Anyway, if you're looking for some <laughs> new music that's just like really pretty and really nice, check out the Moomin Valley soundtrack. The whole thing is on Spotify. It's really pretty. It's really nice. And I'm really bad at talk about talking about music. Do you not like it when I make fun of people who say big mood? No, I just didn't think it was funny. So Are you <laughs> sure? Are you sure? I wasn't offended. I just didn't think it was okay. funny. <laughs> um, okay, so my bit this week is yeah. um, a specific portion of the Pokemon Gold and Silver soundtrack. 
Um, okay. This is sort of this is an idea that I am sort of taking inspiration from a YouTube video. There's a, a channel called Eight Bit Music Theory who do these mm-hmm. like deep dives into uh, like real like music theory concepts behind video game music. Um, and he does an episode on what I'm about to talk about that's really good. But uh, I also am going to say that it's really good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So after you beat the Elite Four in Gold and Silver, you get on a boat and you go to the Kanto region, which is the place where Red and Blue, the original games, were. And as you're like going through, you hear all the same music from the original games, but it's all rearranged in a lot of really different and creative ways. Um, and I... <coughs> so, the soundtrack... Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Or not the hiccups, just uh, a burp. <clears throat> the farts. <laughs> excuse me, I've got the farts. Um, <laughs> Pardon, sir. Alright, um... Give me just a second, let me collect myself. You know that sound you've been looking for? <laughs> it's the farts. It's the um, farts. So, uh, the original soundtrack was for Pokemon Red and Blue was written by a guy, a guy named Junichi Masuda, who uh, wrote... I mean, look, I don't want to, like, shit on the guy because all of that music is, like, absolutely iconic at this point. Like, it pervades culture in a really real way. But uh, a lot of it's pretty dinky. It's not not especially exciting or interesting music to listen to. You gotta give him some slack because writing music on the Game Boy. Right. Here's the thing, though. Is that uh, the okay? He did also work on the Golden Silver soundtrack, which is incredible all the way through. So yeah. I don't think he's a bad composer because he does incredible things like later on. I just think like eighty five percent of the Red and Blue soundtrack is just kind of dinky and lame, and I'm not super into it. Anyway, um, like what's the route theme? Where it's just like and you're like, this is like how dare you? No, it's bad. Um. But, remember uh, Pokemon Coliseum? Yeah, I do. That's sorry, that song's in it, and that's the only place <laughs> I know it from. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm just going down the tunnel of thinking about <laughs> Pokemon Coliseum. Um, oh man! But uh, Go Ichinose, who's the guy who did part, he's sort of a longtime Pokemon composer, but he started with uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, and he was the guy specifically who was in charge of rearranging all of the old tunes on the same hardware, mind you. This was also for the Game Boy. He's using exactly the same tools Truth. that Junichi Masuda was. Um, and he makes all of them, like, just spectacularly good. Um, there's... I'm trying to think of some really good examples. The most famous one is Lavender Town. Um, in Red and Blue, because it's it like makes this, children go insane. Yeah, people go crazy. It's a creepy pasta. Because a bunch um, of Japanese kids threw up a bunch and died. Because <laughs> it was too scary. Um, I like our creepy pasta voice. <laughs> I got this version of uh, Red, and it had lavender tone in it, and it had all these really high pitched sounds in it, and I shit my pants. It was the brown note, <laughs> and I got really scared. And then uh, there was a ghost in my room when I went to bed, and it killed me. <laughs> That's every do... single Lavender Town creepypasta. I'm just we summarizing should... them all yeah. for you. We've got to do, like, a reoccurring creepypasta. Creepypasta gag. character. Maybe, like, at the end, we could just make up a creepypasta every episode <laughs> from now on. Oh, um, t- t- 
Kermit was there, and Kermit, he was hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. One of the deleted scenes in the Muppet movie, uh, Kermit kills himself. And, like, it has, like, all of the other Muppets, like, crying. And there's but very then it, realistic like, blood. But then there's, like, it, like, freaks out and, it, like, cuts out a bunch. And then it's just Kermit's face and, like, his eyes turn red and they're bleeding. And if you try to, like, turn off the TV, you die. <laughs> this is every single creepypasta. Yeah, seriously. No, if you had said, like, and I tried to turn off the TV and even unplug it, but it didn't work. It was it's, still there. It's still there. Then it's, yeah, that's exactly every single creepypasta. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, $20 on eBay. <laughs> Cursed buy Muppet this DVD. Haunted Muppets DVD. <laughs> um, okay. Where was I? Uh, Lavender Town. <laughs> Lavender Town. Um, so it's this famously super creepy song. Uh, Goichi Nose takes it and he rearranges it to make it this sort of like. Not. It's. Okay, well, it's not scary at all anymore. He rearranges yeah. it and takes the same melody and the same motifs and just sort of rearranges and reharmonizes it to make it this sort of like nostalgic sort of sad bittersweet kind of tune which it should be because the whole thing about yeah. Lavender Town and why it's, oh, it's so scary is because it's this Pokemon graveyard basically right. and that should be freaking heartbreaking Yeah, man. you were going on your Pokemon journey with all of your Pokemon friends that you've been journeying with and doing going on this grand adventure and then you get to this town which is going to be you in the future basically where it's all these people <laughs> whose pokemon have died and they're in mourning right. it's supposed to be this super sad place but then it becomes oh lavender town oh there's ghosts <laughs> there and it's like it's right. because there are dead pokemon and that is sad yeah. no yeah and you know it's not like just a super sad song it's more like Things are good, but I still miss my friend, you know? It's yeah. like this sort of, like, bittersweet, nostalgic kind of feel. It's really, yeah. really good. with the Viridian Forest theme, which is, like, this super dissonant, like, like, just obnoxious song. Um, mm-hmm. But he takes it, and he does almost the same thing. He makes it... Because, um, you know, sort of the idea in the original is that it's, like, this is your first, like, trial. It's, like, this is the real world now, so check out this, like, really intense music. It's scary. You're in this forest, you know? Yeah. All these trainers have Wurmple or whatever. But now... <laughs> Look at all these bugs. Yeah. Um, I said Wurmple, which is bad. I meant to say Weedle. Um, anyway. The... Uh, but he rearranges it to make it just, like, this really happy, like, cool song. Because yeah. now it's like, you know, it's not scary anymore. You're the fucking champion of the United States now. You, <laughs> you the can, national leader. Yeah, you can breeze through this place like it's nothing. So it's just like this cool, happy little song. He writes like a totally new melody for it too. It's like yeah. almost its own song, like built over the original part of it. Um, 
There's a really good remix, the Pewter City theme. He turns into this, like, bossa nova, which is really fun. Uh, He just does all these really cool, incredible things and turns all these songs into totally new pieces of music. And I think it's incredible. And not to mention that, like... Like I said before, he's doing all this stuff with exactly the same technology as Red and Blue, more or less. Um, And it's just, I don't know, I think it's incredible what he's able to do with these songs. And it makes me extra mad because the Fire Red and Leaf Green soundtrack sucks. And it's the same guy. Goichi Nose was in charge of arranging the songs for that game. And he doesn't do anything with it. (laughs) He just, like... Puts the original songs in like bad Game Boy MIDI tracks, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, this is lame, and it's not as it's actually not as good as the original." I don't like it. Like, I have to wonder if Nintendo was like, "Yo, we're like remaking these games really explicitly, so like, don't fuck with the music too much." Just kind of. That that like, might have been, yeah. I, I I suspect that to be the case because the way he rearranges them for Gold and Silver is so good. And then he takes those exact same songs later and just doesn't do <laughs> anything with them. Um, but anyway, yeah, all of the rearrangements of the Kanto music from Pokemon Gold and Silver, A++++, Goichi Nose, one of my favorite video game music composers. Wonderful stuff. So uh, do you want to hear a one-star review of The Muppets, Adelaide? I sure do. Okay, cool. Do you want to run that again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Adeline, do you want to hear a one-star review of The Muppets? Oh, boy, do I? Okay, great. I do. Um, this review comes from Dominic Porada on Letterboxd.com. He says, I hated singing in movies and cartoons my entire childhood, and I'm pretty sure I hate them even more now. Seriously, why do they still do them? <laughs> I'm not counting the very show, of course. (laughs) If, thanks to How I Met Your Mother, Jason Segal's smile makes you nauseousness, don't watch it. He's even worse in The Muppets. He's also the douchiest singer and dancer I've ever seen on screen. What? I also love... I don't (laughs) like musicals. Why are they still making them? No, uh, the phrase is, I hated singing in movies and cartoons... Why do they still do them? <laughs> I thought we were all on the same page here. <laughs> I did. I did. I. Uh. <laughs> so I'm just trying to piece through this last sentence. Yeah. I, uh, if thanks to how I met your mother, Jason Segal's smile makes you nauseousness, don't watch it. <laughs> He's even worse in the Muppets. He's also the douchiest singer and dancer I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> That's in all like, caps. In the Muppets or just in general? I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jackson McMurray. And I'm Adelaide McMurray. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. There are no nerds allowed. Do we need a better sign-off? I feel like we need a better sign-off. Because our um, sign-off is the same as our intro, and that feels lazy. Okay. Uh... Dr. Pepper can through a stained glass window. Boom. Nailed it. Drop the mic. Get out of that bitch. We did it. Throw a Dr. Pepper can through a stained glass window. Very funny. It's very funny. A plus. A plus plus plus. Nailed it. Never changing it.